Hey, Dr. Mike here. So you want to live forever-ish. Well, then you got to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. So this is one of our favorites, ins and outs. Ins and outs. The doctors break down the latest nutritional findings. I just found out that's the actual title. Wait, Dr. Mike, how long? I know. I thought it was the title for a while now. Yeah, I thought it was in and out. I did. (laughs) Yes. Anyways, uh, but but basically what we're doing, we're breaking down some of the latest information, but we're putting it into two categories. Mm -hmm. Here's what's in to live forever-ish, and here is what is out. Things that you don't want to do or may cause you to not live forever-ish. So one word answer to this. What is live forever-ish? Being strong. No, that's two. <laughs> strong. Vibrant. <laughs> okay. Energize. Energize, right. Okay, that's that's what we mean by that. So let's start with in number one, and it has to do, I love it. It's back to the basics, right? This whole show is kind of back to the basics, isn't it? Yes. So in number one to live forever-ish is zinc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good. It's popular. Well, I think right off the bat, most people think of zinc in immune system stuff, right? Yes. But this is totally different. I know. That's why it's an in. That's, it's an in. It turns out zinc can actually help with lipids, lipid yes. profiles. More good news about zinc published in the journal Advances in Nutrition, an international review journal. Yeah. Systematic, or the study was a systematic and meta-analysis. Right. We, again, just so people remember, that's just pulling a bunch of studies together. Right? That's at, right. At the end of the day. And this was in type 2 diabetics. Yes. Right. Which is that's it. That, so this is a group that truly needs to be treated often for lipid issues. That's so that's good. Right. Yeah. Um, and so in tight. So they looked at zinc supplementation mm-hmm. uh, in type two diabetics, measuring all kinds of lipid stuff. Yep. Right. Lipid profiles. We know that type two diabetes is associated with many cardio metabolic yeah. issues, hypertension, elevated lipids. Atherosclerosis. You know, look at fat. When it comes to elevated lipids, uh-huh. let's think about the sugar. The sugar, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, renal dysfunction, organ issues. Uh, so we do know that type 2 diabetes, it's a nasty it, it, listen, disease. It's, if, if it's not controlled, it's accelerated aging. Is what you're right? I mean, that yeah. you'll, you'll see you'll see type 2 diabetics who really just aren't into their routine. They don't, they're not being very compliant and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they have hearts and brains and kidneys and livers of people that are 20, 30 years older. Yes, I've heard an analogy where it's stated that you're being cooked from the inside. Yeah. Is that extreme, Dr. Mike? I guess, is that related to the higher inflammation, oxidative stress? Glycation. Uh, yeah. You know, because we see glycation when you toast it's, a it's piece a little, of bread. That's a little. That's glycation that, and think that's happening that's inside a little harsh. your body. It's a little harsh. Yeah. But we got encouraging news. <laughs> yes. Let's let's go back to the study here. So this was 14 randomized controlled trials that were all combined together. Um, it had a little over a thousand participants, all with type two diabetes, um, and um, so so that half were taking zinc, half weren't. We know that because it's you know randomized okay. uh, and controlled. So tell us what they found. You ready for it? Yeah. A significant reduction in LDL cholesterol total cholesterol, and triglycerides that was observed among participants who were given zinc. Yeah. So it's, me, it's I impressive. Mean, I think it's, you can't get any better than that. 
Yeah. Those those three, the total, the LDL, and the triglyceride. And it's zinc. It's nothing crazy. It's yes. cheap. It's safe. Zinc. People are doing all sorts of weird things to try to get their cholesterol yeah. down. And here's just zinc, right? Yes. Um, and so what we also found, uh, an analysis of 13 studies also reported uh, HDL levels were significantly increased. See that's what that's what caught my eye more than the LDL, right? Was the HDL. Be- yeah, because that that's a tough one to increase in in people with um, you know dyslipidemia. That's true, Doctor Mike, because most of the even the medications that you take they they lower everything. The yeah. LDL comes down, the HDL comes yeah. down as well. So to see to see H because and and so you almost think you know well zinc is natural; it's working with your body. And so you get more of a balance really out of this. So the bad stuff down, uh, good stuff up. We've got to be careful. I, you know me, I, I don't like calling things bad or good. I mean, LDL is not bad. It's just when it's too high has a risk. That's true. But you, you need it. You can't live without LDL cholesterol. Oh, yes. It's getting fat where you need fat. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the truck that drives the fats to the cell. But, so, but at the end of the day, it's bringing down that level so you're decreasing risk. HDL going up, you're um, decreasing more risk there. So that's this is this is a fantastic study. Now, what's uh, something else that stood out to me, Doctor Mike, is the dose. And when we look at or when the researchers identified optimal elemental zinc doses, it was greater than 100, uh, 120, and 140 milligrams per day. Mm-hmm. Now you take zinc, right? Do you take no? Oh, just in my okay. multi. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you're getting about thirty-five. Uh, I don't know. You would know. I, <laughs> I'm not sure what's in it. I know it's in there, right? That and I think that's that's what is so important about you know. I I believe getting everybody. I don't care who you are, what you're going through. Everybody needs the basics. That's right. Get a good multi. Oh, and matter of fact, multivitamins are coming up. Yes. Wait. Okay. So hold on, we'll, we'll get. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. No, let's, let's, I all forgot. Right, so at the end of the day, zinc. Um, especially if you're um, a diabetic, yeah. uh, maybe important to um, think of adding to your routine. Talk to your doctor about it, of course. But these results look pretty good. If you're not a diabetic, you're thinking, well, we'll, we'll help me. I'm overall healthy and stuff like that. Um, I think right there, just getting your zinc out of a basic multi for somebody who's not a diabetic, doesn't have lipid issues, because mm-hmm. that's just going to help maintain that health, yes. health, those healthy levels. And sometimes, you know, ramp it up during the winter months. Sure. Yeah. That's not going to, that, that'll help. Now you're helping lipids and immune. All right. Let's go on to in number two. This one's green tea. Do you drink green tea? I do drink green tea. I have a mint green tea that I like in the afternoon. I just don't, I don't, I can't do green tea. Oh, it's so good. I find it very woodsy. That's the good part. No, I don't, I don't, but I don't, part of I don't, flavor. so I don't, I don't drink it, but even I think we're going to get into why, why we're talking about green tea and why it's an in, um, for living forever ish, but I'm pretty sure, um, you, you, you know, drinking it is great. Drink, drink the green tea. It's good for you. But ultimately to get, to get them those nutrients at a, at an optimal level, yeah. taking it as in, in your daily routine is, is critical. I, well, that's what this in a capsule form this study not, yeah. suggests, right? Um, adding it in, along with drinking it. I, I think pairing the two is a drink. Good. Take your green tea capsule with green tea. Boom, done. Now, I often get questions on green tea and weight. It's it's almost people think. I yeah, I've heard it yeah. about the two together. You know, I'm trying to shed a few pounds. 
And, and so the purpose of this study, by the way, uh, in the journal Critical Reviews in Food Science and Nutrition, June 2023 study, uh, reviewed the data on green tea and weight to determine the impact of adding in green tea on the on weight, BMI, and waist circumference in overweight and obese women. Yeah. And I can see right here those that were taking the green tea, significant reductions in all of that across the board. Yes. Now, when we start looking at how much, at least 1,000 milligrams per day um, at around eight weeks yeah. is where they saw those improvements. Right. And and they are, this was a study in people who were overweight or obese, right? Yeah. You got to keep that in mind because they they might see greater reductions. Very true. Overall, like the, the versus, again, this is almost like the zinc. Um, if you do need to lose weight, if you're overweight, adding zinc to your, um, I'm sorry, adding green tea to your routine um, could be very helpful. Um, but as far as if you're in a normal weight, you know, just drink your green tea and, and you know. Do, oh, but there's other reasons to take green tea. It's not just weight. So maybe you still want the capsule. Right. But now in among healthy women, guess what uh, improved? What? Waist circumference. What are you doing? Like that's great. And that's actually more linked to cardiovascular risk. It's not overall weight often. That's right. Um, you know that. It's the weight circumference. And so that's great. So this is, so green tea, drink it, take your capsule, 1,000 milligrams a day, and you can improve in um, waist, waistline and, and weight parameters. That's not bad. Yes. Um, and, and again, green tea is full of all kinds of healthy compounds. I mean, yes, I yeah. like, uh, you want to kind of identify the EGCG. Yeah. That's one. That should be standardized. One that, that has some of the most research with that component. Yeah. Awesome. Green tea. There you go. Green tea drinkers. You know, you know, people who are really into drinking green tea, they often are not overweight. I know a lot of green tea or just the I, fact that I don't know. are you know I well I think the type of person I think I think the type of person that drinks green tea multiple times a day is someone who's taking care of themselves overall better. But I, I I mean listen, working with life extension, there's a lot of green tea drinkers and they're all skinny. <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. All right, let's get into this one. This is in number three for Living Foreverish. Uh, multivitamin for memory. Who knew? Makes sense. I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, the multivitamin, Dr. Mike, it's a foundation. Absolutely. Right? Um, and it's helping to fill in those nutritional gaps. Even yep. if you are eating the perfect diet. You have the perfect plate. Yeah, you still there's still gaps in that and in, in, in the in the nutrition you yeah. find in your food. Your plate so. may be perfect, but you may not be getting the variety yeah. that you need. And, and it's really where everyone like if you're interested in adding these kind of nutrients and stuff to your to your um, daily routine, it you're you should begin with a multivitamin. Like, don't jump to the expensive extracts from the the Himalayan. Mountains that, that apparently we cares like those what, what, you're right, But Dr. you know what I mean? Because people love to do that, right? But you can't if you're not basing that and growing that from a foundation of the the, the basic nutrients that make humans healthy. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about here. What happened? Yeah. So this was uh, just kind of looking at the results from two clinical trials um, and showing that daily multivitamin supplementation can help prevent memory loss, and slow cognitive decline among older individuals. And one thing that we see, this was after about one year mm -hmm. with, and 
kind of to go back, cognitive assessments were conducted at enrollment and yearly for the remainder of the trial. Um, and this was a three-year trial. Yeah. So they looked at over 3,500 men and women. And, 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 and they're, I mean, executive function got better, um, cognition overall, less cognitive decline. I mean, I, to me, I, I don't know if you can pinpoint exactly in a multivitamin what, you know, there's magnesium in a multivitamin. There's B vitamins. I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's multifactorial, right? That why a multivitamin can do this. But again, just back to what we said earlier, it, these are the nutrients that make you healthy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, not just your brain, you know, your overall, yeah, your whole, health. every cell needs these things, right? That's right. So starting with the multivitamin, that's living forever-ish. I love it. All right. Let's go on now to the out. Right. Yes. Because this is now this is what you don't want. This is going to this is these are things that are going to impede. Slow you down. Slow you down. So you're not living forever ish. <laughs> right. Right. But we'll give you solutions. Yes, of course. We're just, yeah, there's hope. <laughs> there's always hope. And this one is interesting because it has to do with screening and it's about iron deficiency. Tell us what this is all about. Yeah. So it's a complicated story, Dr. Mike, <laughs> the, the story of iron deficiency screening. But uh, it's basically uh, based on a research letter published in June of 2023 in the Journal of the American Medical Association, AMA, uh, reported evidence, evidence that the prevalence of iron deficiency and anemia in teen girls and young women is high enough to warrant screenings in this group. So kind of to give you the background, historically, the screening has been preschool age right. and pregnant people. Right. I can remember when I was pregnant, everyone was yeah. like, gotta make sure you yeah. have iron. But but once you but once but once you deliver, then they they don't care. They don't care. You never talk about iron again. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so when you think about the women who are in their menstruating years. Mm -hmm. Especially kids when um when when adolescents start mm -hmm. menses. That's right. We do know that often, not for all of them, but for many of them, it's irregular. They can be heavy. Um, and they can become anemic, but we're not screening that right. group. Now, I will have to, there's an, an exception. Of course, the CDC uh, recommends anemia screening for non-pregnant female adolescents and women every five to, to ten, ten yeah. years. That's almost like why, why recommend it? <laughs> like, what's the five point? Five to ten years. But the U.S. the contrary to that, though, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, which they, they make overarching recommendations yeah. as well. They do not address screenings at all population. So one, we need to align Two, we need to make sure we are inclusive. I agree. Absolutely. And, and it's so simple, right? Yes. It's just a simple blood draw. And then three, the screenings that we do recommend, we're screening for hemoglobin. Yeah. And we're missing something, right? Right. You can have iron deficiency and you're not anemic. Accor uh, well, according to a hemoglobin test. According to a hemoglobin. So iron deficiency in the absence of anemia is even more frequent and brought a broader condition. But if you're only measuring hemoglobin, you're you're catching it at the anemic state, mm -hmm. not before. Not before, yeah. They are anemic. Right. And that's where something called ferritin comes in, right? Yes. Ferritin can, at least according to this research, you're able to identify Iron deficiency before it becomes iron 
deficiency anemia because just iron deficiency without the anemia piece, mm. right? We're just, the body's compensating. Right. And, and it will do its best to try to compensate before you really start impacting right. those red blood cells. Yeah. And so you could check, so at bottom line, you could check somebody's hemoglobin, right? And that's mm -hmm. the standard. It could be perfectly normal at that test. Right. But six months later, exactly. they're now anemic and you didn't, don't even know it. Exactly. So at that, at the level up before you're anemic, you're still having low energy, impacting exercise performance. You just have brain fog. You're tired. Yeah. Uh, it's also associated with all-cause mortality. So you're... You're slowly suffering. Yeah, it's. It, 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 I like the way you said it because it is slow. Yes, it's slowly so. And and now I I remember um you know working out at Parkland Hospital in Dallas. That was where uh, that was the big county hospital mm -hmm. that was associated with my medical school. Um, it was standard for them to have ferritin on iron profiles. Really? Yes. And this is back in the nineties. You don't see it. Yeah, we I we always had ferritin uh, also tested. But but you're right. You you get out of major centers like that, research centers. No, you don't yeah. see it. Yeah. But so in this, what the researchers did in this study was they examined data from a very famous health examination yeah. in Haines, uh, and they looked at data from thirty four three hundred four three thousand excuse me four hundred ninety girls and women who were enrolled in this in this survey and iron deficiency was defined by measuring ferritin. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and the results revealed that uh, iron deficiency was in 38% of the group and six, about 6.3% had true iron deficiency yeah. anemia. Uh, and so what that means is we are not, our screenings need to be adjusted. The guidelines need to be adjusted. We need to try to find this iron deficiency before Excellent. it's it's impacting quality of life. Right. That's good. Yeah. I and again, you know, think think of think of anemia as as you said, it's a slow drag on your system. Right? Yes. Little by little you're bringing all the organs down. Well, <laughs> you know? Think about how vital oxygen is to yeah. life. Pretty much yeah. And if you're not getting yeah. it <laughs> Yes, oxygen must go around. Right. <laughs> yes. You know, that's for me. I have suffered with anemia yeah. since I, I don't know. I can't even since I decided to be a vegetarian. <laughs> Confession time. <laughs> and what really made me decide I need to get on my P's and Q's. If if I'm not going to have the iron rich foods, I need to somehow add it in. Yeah. I started thinking about my brain wasn't getting oxygen. And yeah. that was my motivation. Yeah. It, it's a slow decrease of function and all right. this. So there you go. There's living forever, a strong and vibrant. Get your zinc going. That may help with your cholesterol levels. Green tea, it's just good for you, right? We it's love good it. Too. It tastes good. Um, and so, and it turns out it's pretty good for like waist circumference and, and uh, uh, overall weight. And then, of course, we had a multivitamin for memory, mm -hmm. right? And then, lastly, what is out is iron deficiency. Get screened and ask for ferritin. Right. Right. Well, I want to thank you for uh, listening. Don't forget, you go to liveforeverish.com where there are tons more uh, episodes you can download, like, share, comment, um, and of course, subscribe on liveforeverish.com. We, we used to call it the one two punch. 
right? We haven't done that in a while. The one-two badge. You give your email, and um, Life Extension will send you newsletters and some really good uh, offers, stuff like that. And then you can subscribe to your favorite aggregate right there. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.